Welcome to Health Plus Tech, the show where we explore the law that applies at the intersection of healthcare and technology. Your hosts, Andrea Linna and Kristen Woodrum, are healthcare attorneys and partners at McGuire Woods LLP, a law firm of over 1,000 attorneys with offices throughout the United States and the world. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrea Lena. We're super excited to have all of you here tonight. Our goal of this dinner is we know many of you are in town for our conference tomorrow, so we thought it'd be a wonderful opportunity to get everyone together to talk about digital health. The point of this talk is really to talk about what healthcare executives should know in the space, what investors should know in the space, and we're super excited to have Amber here to share her leadership, her experience with the group. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Kristen. I think you're going to do Amber's official introduction. Andrea, and to echo your sentiments, welcome and thank you for joining us for the dinner tonight. Andrea and I co-lead the McGuire Woods Digital Health Technology and Innovations Group, and we also co-host a podcast, um, Health Plus Tech, that's available on Apple, Spotify, and please follow us and give us five stars, as they say. <laughs> thank you. Um, but we focus in our group on the intersection of healthcare and technology. And as you know, it's a fascinating space, certainly very active right now. Um, we've been excited to support our clients in growing and transforming the healthcare industry. I'm sure that you see it in the headlines and we're seeing um, care delivery being transformed. The way that patients are receiving healthcare is changing rapidly. Payment is turned upside down sometimes, and digital health, data, technology, innovation is driving it all. So we work really hard on innovation and investment and advising clients who are working in this area. So we're glad you share our interest, and I am super thrilled to introduce our keynote tonight, who is Amber Fensel. Amber is a Senior Vice President of Digital Health and Engagement at Novant Health. In this role, Amber is responsible for 24-7, 365-day-a-year clinical care in a fully virtual venue, as well as many other digital health initiatives, advanced technologies, investments, really enabling Novant Health to be a leader and deliver remarkable patient care and experiences, and increasing care access for patients and community members. Amber's got a really long and impressive bio, a lot of healthcare experience, but also a background in tech and financial services. And so to kick things off, I will introduce Amber and ask her to share a little bit about her experience, including that non-healthcare work and how it's shaping what you do at Novant. Thank you. Thank you all for uh, being here tonight. Uh, my path into healthcare is not a straight one. Uh, and some of you guys may relate. Uh, you may find it uh, surprising or, or maybe interesting. I would have never guessed 10 years ago that I would be in healthcare. Uh, but as I look back now, it, it really does make a lot of sense. Uh, as Kristen alluded, uh, for more years than I really would like to claim to you all, uh, I have spanned uh, several many years now in startup in product development, uh, portfolio management, large consulting arms, big tech, and a uh, pretty long stint in financial services. And all of that led me to a place where I paused a few years ago and, and asked 
myself how happy I was and really kind of did some reflection and identified that I was, I was on an unemotional career path and I personally was not uh, fulfilled with the work that I was doing and I decided to make a change. And in that journey, I researched a lot of industries and a lot of different types of roles and healthcare became a common theme and really started to uh, stand out uh, in my research. And along the way, I met Angela Yoakum. And I'm now one of the senior leaders on Angela's team. And thankfully, that meeting uh, was a result of Novant Health deciding several years back that they wanted to look for leaders and bring in the, a non-traditional leader into their space to, to do some disruption looking for transformation experience, proven track records of navigating large and dynamic environments. And so, although I didn't have healthcare direct experience, I had all the other stuff. And uh, I will admit, I carry around a book of healthcare acronyms uh, and definitions that one of the hospital presidents uh, gifted to me. Uh, and it is always in my backpack. Uh, and if I don't know, I ask. Uh, but the intersection of healthcare and technology and the path in which I had been on and that unemotional uh, path that I was on has led me to a place now where I'm very fulfilled. I get to make a difference and my cup is, is, is filled and I find joy and happiness and I have a really cool job. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, so your title is Digital Health and Engagement. You are the Senior Vice President. So can you talk about the engagement portion of that? What does that mean? How do you fulfill that? Engagement in healthcare is really hard. I'm, I'm probably telling you something you already know, but if you think of yourself as a patient, if you think of yourself as a caretaker, a loved one of someone that is on a journey, it is an extremely first, personal. It's the most personal journey that you could go on. And it is multi-layered. It's very complex. And engaging with patients is an absolute priority for us to address at Novant Health and, and to try to crack the nut, which we haven't cracked it yet. We're, we're still working at it. The other piece that perhaps you haven't considered when it comes to engagement is the balance of the patient, and that's the provider. So in order to have a very successful solution, service, or product, you have to have a balance and a consideration of what is that journey for not only the patient, but also for that care team. Because if it's imbalanced, if it is clunky for the provider or for the nurse, it doesn't matter how cool it is for the end user. That, that provider and that nurse is not going to engage and suggest and encourage that patient to be a part and to use it. And so engagement is not just about the patient. It certainly is about the provider. And I would also challenge you to think about engaging the, the, the caretaker, you as a parent or you as the caretaker for an aging parent and all of those loved ones who walk along with you. And for us, we are trying to discover a seamless way for our, our constituents to flow in and out of that patient journey from a virtual to a physical environment and make it as seamless as possible. 
And so we have many digital health solutions that we've put in place and some really cool ones that hopefully I'll get a chance to, to share with you all. But, but to help you kind of think about the different complexities and places that you can, um, that we are striving as a healthcare system to, to solve from an experience. Do I have any MyChart users in here? I'll use MyChart as an example. Novant Health, my chart user, just a, a shameless plug. <laughs> um, so I was talking with a gentleman a few a few weeks ago, and he was talking to me about his. He is enamored with my chart and the access that he has in this patient portal, and he was comparing it to his experience in healthcare prior to having this this portal in his in the palm of his hand and he described it as very stressful. He said on a scale of one to ten, his stress level was an eight, trying to figure out when was his appointment, trying to find the card it was written on, locate the clinic address, find the phone number, complete the paperwork that had to be done in advance. And just that day he had uh, a, a doctor's appointment and it was it was a lot his stress level was zero. It Everything was done from home. He was able to click a button and know exactly where he was going. He was able to review the protocols a few days in advance so he knew what he could and couldn't do within 24 hours of his test. And it made a really, really big difference. That is a primary example of direct patient engagement that is really working and, and it is continuing to be evolved. Another example where it's more complex and it's broader. In one of our hospitals, we have implemented Kind VR for our children to use during for pain management. So uh, we were speaking to one of the nurses and she was describing the experience of trying to change the dressing on a squirmy kid. And that kiddo didn't want to be there. They were in a, in a terrible diagnosed situation. It was stressful for the nurse obviously stressful for the child and really stressful and hurtful for the parent that's trying to help the situation. And as soon as we put on that technology and, and that child was able to go into this other experience, everything was de-stressed. They were able to complete high quality safety outcomes for that patient and the nurse felt happy, the parent was relieved, and, and that's an example of using technology where it makes sense, thinking about how the engagement is going to have an impact to not only that patient, but those who are surrounding the patient. And for us, that's what it's about at Novant. We are, we are striving to figure out how to make it seamless. It's a very tall order, and it, we're not there, and it probably is one of the most challenging aspects of our job because there are so many connected points that are in a lot of different people's control and it's very dynamic. Kind VR, it's virtual reality. The Kind VR headset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Amber, this has been fascinating and I know we would love to hear about some more of the virtual health and digital health solutions that you've adopted. Um, many of our audience members invest in digital health and, you know, many are looking for digital health solutions. So as you've, in your experience, vetted many and seen some fail and some be wildly successful, can you talk about the thought process and share some observations there? Examples are welcome too. Yeah. 
you all may agree or, or disagree, but I would, I would say that digital health may be the fastest growing area in healthcare right now. Uh, a recent article I read, we had 65 billion globally invested in digital health last year and America uh, was leading in, in those investments. So there's no shortage of options. Uh, there's, there's a point solution on every, uh, on every corner. So it's really important for you all to think about and challenge your teams for that differentiation to make sure that you're showing up in that market scan. And at, at Novant, what's really important to us, first and foremost, is that there is a, a culture of collaboration and co-creation. Uh, we are really looking to find a partner uh, that is collaborative and strategic. We're not looking for a transactional uh, partnership. That's not a partnership, really. We're, that, that's not going to uh, stand out for us at Novant. So the, the collaboration is key, the co-creation. We are also looking for those, uh, those vendors who listen. Uh, so it's, as many of you know, the complexities of healthcare and the nuances and workflows that uh, any care team is in diagnosis is, is dynamic. So we need a flexible architecture. We need a flexible partner that would allow us to do that co-creation and designing together. So if we're talking about a technology product, I would advise you to really think about uh, how flexible that solution is and where there are constraints. Those would be the areas of opportunities I would suggest to, um, to, to really make an investment. We, I feel, are moving into an era now because there are so many solutions on the market that consolidation is going to occur. So um, it is important for us as an Epic shop, so Epic is our electronic uh, medical record system, we're going to ask, are you in the app orchard? If you haven't uh, tackled being integrated with Epic, uh, that for me is going to be a deal breaker. Would love to talk to you when you get that figured out, and, and that will bring a lot of credibility to you. Um, if, if you have a solution that is going to be touching clinical workflows and patient data. The last thing that I would say is we are looking for proven technologies. We love startups, and we love to have a, a, our, our fingerprint on co-creating something. Um, but if it is related to anything that the patient is going to touch, experience, or that patient's record, we really are going to look for a proven track record that comes with evidence-based data to support that track record. Yeah, so Novon is a clear leader in this space. And while I was prepping for this panel and reading about all the cool work you do, there's some innovative products like drones that you guys use and all sorts of different technologies. Can you talk about what has been the most successful and why? First, I would like to lead, just because it's really fun to talk about, is the most fun and innovative. And then I can come back to successful. How about that? Uh, so it's really exciting, and, and it was a really cool day when we were able to deliver medications to a patient by way of drone. So we have a drone program at Novant Health. Uh, it's fixed wing aircraft. And uh, we started our first uh, program, our first project within the program back in 2020 using drones to move medical supplies around our campuses. And then most recently we began delivering medications to patients 
who are recipients of specialty pharmaceuticals. So we actually have a location north of town. Uh, we partner with a company called Zipline, and uh, the drones live in a nest. So the drones are about the size of me, and we put the medications. We have a pharmacist that is on site. We put the medications inside a little cardboard box. We put it in the belly of the drone. It can fly about 30 nautical miles drops the little box by parachute into the yard. The patient's face was priceless when this happened for the first time and said he wanted every, every one of his refills to come by way of drone. And when it returns, it's, uh, it's caught similar to the mechanism on uh, an a, a aircraft carrier. Uh, so it, it, it catches up in the air and goes back into the nest and waits for the next delivery. So uh, that is the most fun and innovative. Uh, we are building out that program. We have multiple patients that are recipients and it is highly regulated, so it's not a large scale program yet, but we've got some folks in the room that are, are working on making it, uh, we're, we're scaling it as quickly as the FAA will allow us. Uh, from, a, from a successful standpoint, uh, there are a couple of technologies that I'll mention, and you guys can research them on, their, on your own. They're, they're uh, wildly different. One is called Hiro. Uh, it is an Israeli-based company that does conversational AI and chatbot. Uh, so we have partnered with them strategically for several years now, and they uh, offer, we've, we've worked with them to deliver web bots and also voice bots, which played a big role during uh, the vaccination spike when we had to, to disseminate a lot of information into uh, the community. The other company that I would mention that we've partnered with is a company called Zelth. And Zelth is playing a great role in speed to market for digital engagement solutions, care orchestration, uh, I would describe Zelth like a power strip. So Zelth integrates to Epic, our electronic medical record system, and then any other clinical application or business rules that we may want to automate are then orchestrated through Zelth. So we, we only have to do the integration once with, with Epic, and Zelth takes care of, of the integration going forward. So that's been a real game changer for us um, from a speed to market standpoint. So thank you for this discussion. I think it's really interesting to see all the leadership that not only you are taking, but Novana is taking and hearing about all the different cool initiatives that you have. I wanted to open it up to the audience, see if anyone has any questions. I'm happy to take any questions that you have. Reimbursement and the financial um, situation of payment is an ongoing challenge. I know our McGuire Woods uh, partners in the room can, can relate to that. Um, it is extremely challenging right now from a reimbursement standpoint. And one of my concerns um, truly is, is fair payment to the physicians and the providers for the services that they are providing. So the reimbursement models, the contracts that we negotiate with the payer, um, the payer groups and teams, they're complex, they're large. Um, it is not an area of specialty for me. It is one that I have described uh, to others as I'm learning it 
Uh, it is similar to rocket science. Uh, and if anyone ever worked in the, the mortgage industry, it's kind of like bankruptcy, which is also like rocket science. Uh, so I, I, I don't have a straight answer for you other, to, other than to, to say my observation is it is extremely complicated. Um, it takes a large business unit within Novant Health, and I'm sure other systems, to manage those contracts, to negotiate those reimbursements and then to, to um, continue to develop them and look for innovative product suites that we can co-create perhaps with those payers and those insurers um, to, to find some savings. And then there's some shared savings as that we can also gain from that. That was a great question. My belief is that it will supplement. We will end up with it being a, a supplemental um, experience. I believe that we are going to, to pivot from where we've gone super left and full telehealth during COVID to a place of a hybrid experience. That's what we're beginning to observe with our patients. We have a large patient base and, and certain demographics that only want telehealth for the convenience. They also have low acuity levels, and so there is there that plays a, a, a distinct role in where physical hands-on practice of medicine needs to take place or where telehealth is sufficient. So my belief is that it is going to, we're gonna land in a hybrid spot. Uh, but but at this, as we land there, what I think health systems uh, who will who will lead in this space have found a way to identify a balance of consumerism and healthcare, which can also it can often be offensive to our healthcare providers to think of patients as consumers. But you're a patient, and you're also buying now on Amazon and having it delivered to your front yard in, in two hours. And some of those expectations are being uh, are, are passing over into the healthcare space. And the challenge for us, as, as many of you know and can appreciate, is maintaining peace of mind, access, but also privacy and protection of, of that healthcare data. That's a big question. Uh, a, a few things that come to mind that we, I can share that we are thinking about is what makes sense in the tech stack, first and foremost? So if you are a health system that has, has developed a modern data architecture, that's going to be a component. And if you are a system that is investing in what, what I call and what some of you may be familiar with is design thinking. So that is, is really thinking about and, and understanding that experience and the emotions and those personas that are, are moving through the journeys. And as we begin to do that investment, that's a lot of upfront work that isn't terribly, um, you don't see a lot for that investment upfront. So that's kind of a big sell internally is to get that investment into design thinking. But if you do that, and if you take the time to do that, much like planning and, and any good project, then those steps are gonna help to identify which of those solutions really are playing a major role and bubble up to the top, and then which ones are not. You know, we have had multiple chatbot solutions in our tech stack at a point in time. We're now down to one. Um, that's a really easy example to, to kind of share that you all can relate to, but um, 
there are we, increasingly these point solutions are having crossover capabilities. So as as a solution has began to mature that we already have in-house, that is allowing us to solve for some new problems without having to go to market and find a, a whole new solution. Um, and it, it can be challenging. It really is. It's not fast. It's not a straightforward answer. It's really more of a journey. And it, it does require buy-in from, from the, the top level of leadership to know that, that is, there is value in that consolidation, but it, you can't, it has to be very intentional and in, in investing that time up front to, to design what that journey is. Another great question and answer. And I think we've run a little bit over. Do we want to take one more question and then break for dinner? Do we have any more questions? That the workflow has to make sense, right? There has to be that balance of patient and physician. So there's a few things that we, are, we have put in place and are evolving to, to solve for that. One is we have an innovation lab, and the innovation lab is on the front end of scouting and bleeding edge, checking it all out, doing that legwork to, to scan the market. If there is a need that we feel we have, myself or a, a, one of our physician executives may have an idea, that is an arm of the organization that can go do that scouting and, and can be that first line of defense to, to do the work. Uh, the other thing that we do is, uh, like the dyad model, which I'm sure you're familiar with, my counterpart is the CMIO, the Chief Medical Informa Informatics Officer for Digital Health. So I, I don't go to many meetings without her. So you know, we are a good balance of what, what, what business sense do we apply, what justification is there, you know, process and cost. And she's helping think about from a physician standpoint, from a patient standpoint, what are the things that we need to, to consider? So it is extremely important and, and terribly valuable to me to have her in, in all of those discussions. I am not, I'm not doing the scans on my own. Uh, and then we have great partners across the institutes that once we feel like we have um, identified a, an idea that has merit we are, we are actively instituting a new uh, governance process, an advisory board, to bring those ideas forward and pressure test it. And those that have, you know, are starting to grow legs and pass the pressure testing, we will do some more discovery work on. So those are a few of the ways that we're trying to um, thoughtfully and um, intentionally do our, our selection. This has been a fascinating discussion, and I know we could talk about it all night, and it sounds like you all could too. You really do love this stuff. Um, we will be around tonight and at the conference tomorrow. Amber and Andrea are on a panel dealing with digital health, and we encourage you to attend. More questions, more dynamic conversation and insights. Um, I'll be moderating a panel, um, Finding the Value in Value-Based Care, which relies heavily on health tech in the afternoon, so please feel free to stop by. Um, thank you so much, we hope you enjoyed the dinner. Um, feel free to reach out with questions, and um, we will see you through the conference.